You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. We are each at different stages in the relationship world, and we have all unique expertise when it comes to approaching love in our very own specific lanes, if we do say so ourselves. And like anything in life, there are their ups and there are downs, there are positives and negatives, and being single is no different. I was mostly single for almost like 10 years, and mostly single, I say, because I was like never in a like long-term committed relationship, but like dated here and there, and there were definitely parts of that journey that were like en- enjoyable and like not enjoyable, and like some of the unenjoyable parts were like the anxiety and the worry like that I'd be alone forever, or like I'd never find anybody, or like what's wrong with me and those things. But then when you look back on those moments, like if you have the opportunity to once you're in a relationship or once you're like out of that mode, you can see that there were like many fun, at least for me, fun and free and like independent and like careless, but like in a good way, careless, like not worry moments that like, I really look back on and think were great. And I kind of like smile and think about, so I don't know, Jen, you're, you know, newly in a relationship, but you were single for kind of a while too. Like me, do you look back on your single days and feel the same way? Like, can you reflect and say, yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed some moments of being single. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, there were, I think I enjoyed all moments of being single, except for when there were things that people normally brought a plus one to, but like the rest of your life, you know, the other activities you don't need a plus one for. So it didn't really highlight or exacerbate the fact that I was single. And I think mostly the age thing is what got me because I was like, okay, I'm still single. Ticking time clock. I'm still single. Everyone around me is coupling up. What's going on here? Am I ever going to find somebody? I'm now pricing myself out of this age bracket and now I'm maybe too young for that one. Or what am I going to find on the other side of that age bracket? But I think for me, I enjoyed my single life otherwise. Like I love the ability to have flexibility. I had a freedom because I didn't have to check in with anybody. I didn't have to think for two or combine two schedules or, you know, different obligations or financial things or even different animals. You know, I I had much more um, independence. I have a lot of independence now, obviously, but there is just interdependence that now is coming into play, obviously. So I loved the ability to just go on trips with friends and like you spend all your money on yourself. You know, there was no like somebody else that you shared finances with or plans and obligations. So I, I did enjoy a lot of it. And then of course I always wanted a relationship. So I'm grateful that I have one too, but I think to your point, 
to be able to acknowledge both sides is really important, but there were always those yeah. fears and things. I Yeah. And I think other than like the outside, like words and like worries you hear, like, yeah, the, the pressures and things like the plus one to the part, like I'm the only one here without somebody or um, like my mom's wondering when she's going to, I'm going to have a grandkid or when I'm going to get married or like people keep asking me why I'm single other than like that outside chatter. I mean, yes, maybe you internally, like, you can internalize it and then take it upon yourself and be like, what's wrong with me? But, like, other than those things, like, I think the act of being a single person outside of a relationship is actually great, regardless of any of those other outside problems that... Yeah, like, the societal stuff. I mean, I even yeah. really enjoyed staying home by myself um, yep. And, and like having a night in and watching whatever I wanted to watch and eating whatever I wanted to eat. And I would treat it like a date with myself. And it was just totally. always so fun. I was hanging out with my TV or movie friends and I could text whoever I wanted and I could talk out loud and no one cared. And I, I really enjoyed those. And I actually went to see the Jay Shetty live tour last night. And one of the things he was talking about as it relates to being single, because his tour is all about his new book, um, The Eight Rules of Love, was the difference between loneliness and solitude. Loneliness is a much sadder environment to be in because you are down versus solitude is peaceful. It's um, just, you know, oneness with yourself, if you will. So having a different perspective of being alone was really interesting to hear because I never felt loneliness per se. I felt more just solitude. The loneliness yeah. came in when I was told I should have a plus one to something or somebody like the society things that you said were like, um, why are you still single? Or uh, you're such a catch. You, What's I'm sure wrong? everybody wants to date you. Or what's what are you doing wrong <laughs> you know like, yeah how what? come you're not how come you're not in a relationship like all those questions they internalize into those worries right. I or it'll happen for you soon you're yeah. next as though you what? were last and yeah. finally this this great thing is coming to you as though everything else before it was trash yeah so if you're single, just enjoy yourself because guys like I used to be able to clean up my apartment and like it would stay clean for like days on end because no one would fucking touch my stuff how about that that's great but also so speaking of being single you guys today we're interviewing our very own rob evers who is going to chat with us about his relationship status which is currently single but we will get into the details of how single how not single all those things what he enjoys most about being single and what he cannot wait to say goodbye to when he finally couples up what he thinks about finding love while traveling, since we know he just loves to travel, what he thinks the most ideal way to find love is, and what is the most valuable lesson he's learned about being single. He's forever ever's our guy, and hopefully not forever ever's single, unless he's having fun and wants to be, honestly, his choice. Welcome to the podcast that you already host, Rob. Ah, uh, surprise, it's me. Funny <laughs> oh, he's back. Really? Oh, everybody just turned off the episode. They're all like, "Oh God, okay, it's over." This guy's okay, Rob. So, are you single in a relationship, or it's complicated? Um, I'm definitely single. Okay, so yeah. that's like not even like kind of dating somebody. No, not even kind of dating somebody. Not okay. even, not even in the slightest. 
Do yeah. you feel like being single in Austin is different than being single in LA? Like I said before, I haven't really been here long enough to I'm meeting a lot of really cool people and I'm meeting a lot of cool girls. And every, and it's funny because every girl that I'm meeting has potential. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like when well, I was in LA, plain. every girl I met, I would you would you say? Explain what you mean by potential, because in theory, everyone should have potential. But for, for you, what well, does that look like? I was just, that's what I was on. That's what I was going to do. So in my, what I mean is for potential is that like in LA, I automatically felt not good enough right away. So like when I would meet girls, I would be like, well, I'm not so-and-so and and I'm not so-and-so and and they hang out with so-and-so and and like, they like this. I mean, I have friends that live in Austin that are from LA and they don't even look at me twice because they have, they have LA standards. So, and it's like, you know, you got to be on a show or you have to have this, or you have to know that person, or you have to have that amount of money, money, just because they live here doesn't mean it's different. Meanwhile, the people that I'm meeting here that are from here, I don't know if I said this last week, but I was at a, I, so I forced myself to go to a birthday party a couple weekends ago and being new to the city and not drinking right now. I usually like not drinking right now. I'd usually just stay in. But this girl is somebody that I've known for a couple of years. She's very pretty. She just got rated the most eligible bachelor in Austin. And um, she was having a birthday party. She invited me and I made myself go. I was like, fuck it. I need to, I'm new. I need to go. And I went and I had a good time and I met people. And like, I was talking to this one girl for like an hour. And then like after an hour, she asked me what I did. And I was like, wait, you don't know what I, I haven't told you what I do yet. You haven't even, we haven't even breached that part of the conversation yet that like, you don't, you've, you've been talking to me for me this whole time. And she's like, yeah, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's so like, usually that's the first thing that people ask when they meet you where I come from, because it's like, where, what can you do for me? Or who are you? And is that going to affect me, affect me at all? You know what I mean? Wait, so did you feel like you were having a connection with this girl or was just refreshing to talk about this kind of thing with her without the pressure of like immediately asking you like how how you can help her? It was a it was a it was a human to human connection. I don't think there was anything there romantically, but like it was just refreshing that somebody didn't I wasn't on a on a uh, job interview the second I met her. And it wasn't like, how can you help me and my career? Is that now something that you feel like is a like on your to-do checklist for like when you go out with somebody, like if they instantly do that, is that like a negative? No, it's not going to be a negative thing because that's just one of the main questions you ask somebody when you're trying to get to know them. But it was just refreshing that that wasn't the very first thing. And then she decided how this conversation, how our, how the rest of the night was going to go based off of my answer. You know what I mean? Cause that is where we, where you guys live, where I just came from, where it's like, what do you do? Oh, really? What have I seen yeah. you in? Or what have I done this? Or what have I done that? And then depending on that answer, they'll either keep talking to you or they'll walk away. Oh my God. What day is it? I'm actually coming up on my three-year anniversary of being single. What? You, I just you thought know, about that. You know the day where the single, your coupledom ended and your singledom began? You like know you, the day? Yeah, because it was when wow. the pandemic started. Because like we decided to break up. We were in the middle of like a kind of fight. And we decided that 
we've only been together for like four months and there was a big age difference. And we were kind of like, we don't know where this is going and we kind of don't like each other right now. And you have to quarantine and I have to quarantine. So let's just, let's just end it. (gasps) And, um, she might've been getting deported anyway. So, uh, so, so we just decided to end it. And that was, I want to say like officially April 1st, 2020 is when I was officially single. So we are coming up on it. Three years. Holy crap. Well, wait, that's an interesting version of discussing your singledom is by calling it an anniversary. And I think people usually say anniversary is like Mm. a positive thing. So you feel like being single has been positive for you or? Well, no. So this is what the, my original thought was that led up to that is that I think because so much has been going on in my life since then, it hasn't just been like regular, go to work, come home, cook dinner, watch TV, go to work, cook dinner, go to the gym, come home, watch TV. You know what I mean? I I feel like, you know, the pandemic happened and everybody was alone for that time. And we were all kind of like, you know, playing games on our computers and stuff and seeing each other and zooming. And I went on like some zoom dates during the pandemic. Um, And then the pandemic actually kind of got me into the internet as far as meeting people, not the apps, but like I was meeting a lot of people over Instagram that I don't think I would have done before. So, um, then, you know, my mom passed away and that was pretty much all of 2021 that it took up. And then 2022 has been like travel. And then I started traveling. Then it's been travel, 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 travel. And then I moved and now here I am. It's been six months since I've been here. Wow. And that went by really quickly. Damn. So that long. I know. So I don't think it's like I boo who I've been, like you were saying in, in the opening gen, I don't think it's been loneliness compared to just solitude like kind of like just being by myself and figuring it out and kind of restarting myself you've had like a full dance card for lack of a better word you've been doing things and even though some of this stuff has probably not been the greatest experience like your mom passing away and whatever like you're not the greatest experience (laughs) obviously like that's horrible but you know what i'm saying like there's been definitely low like even worse than somebody being depressed from a breakup like that's the lowest of the low like mm-hmm. that even with that though you're not like dwelling on you feeling like sorry for yourself or feeling like lonely and i'm sure there were moments but for the most part you've just filled your life up with other things um most yeah yeah I, I i'm one of those people that like during my whole mom passing away i was the executor so i was so busy the people don't prepare you for how much work that is I mean, you get paid to do that in most cases. And um, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I wish I had somebody here to like, tell me it's going to be okay. I turn more into like, all right, I need to get shit done. Nobody talked to me. I don't want to even think about the problem that's at hand. I just, I want to think about what's in front of me right now. And then that took me, now that I'm here, I'm settled. Um, my house is decorated. Uh, the, the Texas has stopped trying to kill me for the time being. I, I, I Now I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I want a dog, you know, and, and maybe I do want to meet somebody to have come over and sit on the couch and try this really comfortable pillow I bought for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like now, now I'm starting to nest and be like, okay, now I'm ready for somebody to come in. But the last three years has been, I haven't even thought twice about it. Um, okay. So if, are you, you're feeling like you're kind of like, maybe not actively looking for somebody, but you're open to looking for somebody. So what kind of things are you looking for? And like, where are you looking for this potential person? Like, are you, do you have any 
places that you would like prefer to meet somebody at? No, I see it's, 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 see, here's where it's complicated because like I, 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 you guys kind of make fun of me, but I'm always like, I'm going to meet somebody in the environment where I feel the most comfortable, right? Cause I'm being myself the most. And I'm not saying that a bar is where I feel the most comfortable, but like, a, like somewhere socially where I'm kind of being myself, not walking up to somebody at a Starbucks or walking up to somebody at the grocery store, even though we've had podcasts where you're like, do it. It's um, weird, but I mean, if, yeah. I guess if it like if it feels like you need to go do it, go do it in the moment. Right. But like, that's not the ideal way. That's kind of weird. Or being set up with somebody because I hate not knowing what I'm walking into or the dating app where I'm only going based on what they look like. And now I got to go hang out with you. And also there's other girls that maybe I want to hang out with. So like I'm comparing you to people that don't exist already. So um like, so I, I, I just recently started talking to somebody who is not on the table because, um, be, just for her, for other reasons, but we have a, a very good communication and in, in like banter, banter. and, and, Love. and talking to her, I'm like, yes, this is what the fuck I want, you know? And like I said, she's not on the table, but she doesn't do drugs. She studied child uh, development in college. She likes watching murder docs and podcasts and she likes reality TV and she sends me memes. You know what I mean? And it's like, we talk all day, all the time. Hmm. And I'm like, this, this exists. This, maybe this person isn't for me because like I said, they're not on the table, but like this person exists. So I can have this mm -hmm. with somebody. I don't have to go after somebody who's pretty, but kind of lacks in, in, you know, the personality or has a great personality, but I just don't want to fuck her or I, she has a great personality and I want to fuck her, but she goes out and does drugs and she's a shit show and she's wasted. Do you know what I mean? So like there is right. the possibility of somebody all fitting all the things and I can meet them when I'm being myself. Yeah, and that's like in a social environment, yeah. like a bar or something like that, and or a party, or a port, or a party, party. Yeah. you know, so, or like so, somebody where you're just kind of like, you know, getting a meatball and putting it in a plate and being like, "What's your name?" And then there's like, you know, yeah, but are you going to ask them for their number? Like, what's the process then? Because we know, like, you didn't want to ask them for their number. Well, I'm in, really good, I'm in a really good, I'm in a really good situation like being new here because it, it doesn't seem creepy for me to be like, hey, uh, let me give you my Instagram or let me get your number. I, I don't know anybody. I'd love to, I need new friends. I read something recently. You just sort of like sparked this thought, Rob, the way you just said, like, it's not weird for me. Like, Hey, let me give you my Instagram. It was the way you said it. It wasn't the words you chose. So like, if you could re deliver that, like, Hey, even if it was, Hey, let me get your number. Like, it's not like it's the tone. I just read that when you want to like close a deal with somebody and you're negotiating, and this could be for anything in life though, that it's like, there's 7% of the person, it's something like this, 7% of the, of the words you use are being paid attention to by the other person. Like 33% of the, um, what they're paying attention to is your tone and like 58%, those numbers are not adding up, but it's something like that is 58% is what they're paying attention to is your body language. So like, 
it's so much less about the actual words that you're choosing. If you just, cause I was thinking to myself, if Rob just came up to me and said, Hey, let me get your Instagram. Just exactly how we said it right now. I would never think he was creepy no matter what, because he just didn't feel creepy. He felt cool. It felt like a normal question. It didn't feel. So I think if it, your tone is like that, like breezy, like you just said, because you're relaying your actual internal feeling on it, which is I'm not being creepy right now. Let me get your Instagram. Let me get your number. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think to the point of like how you said it, it sounds like you're trying to do it indirectly. Like you met, you said, I am new here. I need friends. And it sounds like you're finding a way to go around it versus to it. And maybe that's because you don't want to be rejected or you don't want to come off creepy or what have you. But at the same time, I think just like you, if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, I find you attractive. I would love to go out with you. You'd probably be like, oh, that's cool, actually. I like people who like me. That's nice. That's disarming. Now I know where you stand there. You know, the confusion is out the door because you just told me you want to go out with me. So wouldn't you think somebody on the other side might feel the same way? Like Lauren and I always say the jig is up, you know? If you're single and you're single and you want to connect, if you're connecting because of romantic interest, like you might as well say, I'd love to see right. you out. I think, I think what I'm, I think what I'm doing is more of like a reverse of what you did Jen, with the apps, I think I'm meeting them first, then getting their information, then talking to them to see if I like them enough to ask them out. So like, I'm already getting like, you know who I am in person. And this is my personality. I know who you are in person. And this is your personality. Now I've decided that I would like to know more about you and your personality. And then I will ask you out if like a week, we're talking all the time and be like, Hey, you know what, let's, let's go out. I would love to take you out. I think the, the, the intention is obvious when I'm kind of doing that for anybody. Sometimes it gets skewed because sometimes people are like, oh, you know, kind of like I, 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 I don't realize that they think that I am getting that for dating reasons when I really do need friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think that's just also where someone is at their life. Like there's some trigger that you use some word and it spiraled them into an inner monologue of something else. Because if your tone is as breezy as it was when you just gave that example, like there's no way anybody would ever think that. Okay. But Rob, what we need to know, like talking about being single so much, like please tell us, cause it seems like you're enjoying it and it's great. And we all think that's great. What is your favorite part of being single, but then finish it up with, what are you ready to say goodbye to when you finally couple up? Hmm. My favorite part of being single is the spontaneity. Like that I really can go do anything I want when I want. Um, and I don't mean that in a selfish way, but kind of like I can, My if somebody's like, my friend is having his birthday and he's like, hey man, let's go to Cartagena. You know, let's go to Columbia for my birthday. And I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about anybody else's feelings or what their work schedule is or if they want to come or like, are they pissed that it's like a boy's trip? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I could go see my goddaughter. I can go, you know, also I get to watch my TV that I want to watch. Yeah. I can cook what I feel like eating. I can go to the gym. That, and I go to the gym at like eight o'clock at night now, you know, yeah. because I don't, I don't have anybody else's schedule. Um, I mean, that's nice. I don't get, I don't get in one of the times that I'm so happy that I'm single is when I see my friends get into stupid arguments with their significant other. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah, like, no, that's just not some like, me. yeah. Like the fact that they're upset about you doing that, that's not something I have to fucking deal with, you know? Um, and then I met, but, but I, I miss, 
all those things in reverse. I miss cooking for somebody. I miss having somebody to go do stuff with that night. I miss somebody coming over and just staying on the couch and watching TV with me. I miss, you know, rolling over in bed and putting my arm around somebody. Like, you know, that kind of stuff is is human. Yeah. You know, so that's why maybe I'll get a big dog. That, because I think the dog would t- tick off a lot of those boxes, to be honest with you. I know. And without the arguments. Well, maybe, maybe some argument. I don't know. They have personalities too. Well, so, okay. You've heard, I've said a bazillion times that I have a timeline and all sorts of things and women have a ticking time clock, but have you felt the, like any pressures of society at all being a guy being potentially your age, if you think something about your age or have you not felt that whatsoever? And like the fact that people expect people to do things at certain times does not. I grew up with a dad who was a three-time Vietnam vet and he was injured during Vietnam. So like he wasn't able to play with me as much. I was also his fourth child that he had. So like he wasn't able to like, he, he would try to, and he would like coach my little leagues and stuff, but he wasn't able to run around and play with me, you know, cause he had a bad back or he had a bad knee or he had a bad arm or, you know, he was in pain, always in pain. And so I always wanted to be a young dad because I wanted to be able to do that shit with my kids. So the fact that I'll be 47 in June has really started to weigh on me because I'm fucking tired. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. I have things that hurt. You know, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. I'm holding Hartford the other day for like, you know, from when we left her dance class to the car and my fucking biceps started hurting and I work out, you know? So like, that kind of stuff is, is kind of putting a little pressure on me. And, and yeah, I don't want to be a 60 year old dad at a high, at a middle school concert, which I'm going to be, even if I met somebody right now, when I walk out my front door, you know? Yeah. So those things, but you know, if you're going to practice living in the moment, you just have to do it for everything. You can't do it for some things, you know? So that's what I try to do. You have to believe that it's, all happening when it's supposed to happen, which is, you know, I'm sure you have your moments of like wondering when it's going to happen, but like for the most part, just adopt that belief. Do you feel like you travel a lot too? And some people might say, well, you're not staying in one place long enough. That's why you can't meet anybody or whatever. But are your, you know, you're totally open to meeting somebody abroad, right? Like, would you ever, have you ever had like a vacation fling? And if you have, has it ever lasted longer than the vacation? I started traveling when I was 14. I was going to, I'm like my parents, I was very lucky. My parents started having my sister and I travel young. So at 14, I was going to Rome and Greece with friends, you know, and, um, and then every summer we went down to Georgia where my dad was from. And every time I left my hometown, I would, I found a girlfriend every single time. Like I was always the guy that had the vacation girlfriend. I mean, there was, I went to fucking, um, Oktoberfest with my friends, like 15 years ago. And I didn't come back to the hotel once because on day one, I found a German girlfriend and I stayed with her for the whole five days I was there. Rob, did you lose your virginity on a vacation? No, I lost my virginity in college. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? But you had all these girlfriends and things. But so do you think it's because you just love hard or were you just attracted to the excitement of probably not seeing them again at the time? No, I've been been wondering about that. I'm wondering, I'm wondering about like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it was just the everything's just so heightened in those situations, it's you like know. On the bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 
and they're new and they're different and you know there's something exciting about it so i also there's no pretenses of time you don't have endless time you're only there for a certain amount of time so i think to that point i obviously like to move fast because there's no time to waste but you probably are like, well, I'm only going to be here for seven days, so let's get to it. Yeah, but the, but like I somebody, don't think in that kind not? of way, like every single one of those relationships, I've tried to continue afterwards. So like even German girl, we were, you know, we were, this was back in the day. So we were like writing letters to each other all the time and everything. Yeah. But like, and she was going to come visit LA and I was going to go and visit, you know, Germany again, which before my sister moved there. So like, it was a thing that we tried to keep going. So it wasn't just like a, like when I fall, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic when I'm in it, I'm in it, whether it's for seven days or it's for, you know, hopefully 70 years, I'm like in it, you know, once I'm in it, there's no, there's no other idea. Okay. Well, I think that's great. And people should know that about you. And maybe they get that vibe from you, like when you're dating them. But I think that would be like a nice thing to know if I was on the flip side of dating you and I was looking for a relationship that should come across at some point, like you should relay that because it's like a nice safe feeling. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, once I'm in, I'm in, they know, they know, like when I date somebody, I'm like, once you don't have to worry about me. Because once I'm in a relationship with you, like I, I chose you, why would I choose you just to have go do other shit. So it sounds like you've got commitment down. Now they say there are five key components of romantic relationships, communication, commitment, compassion, compatibility, and chemistry, the five C's in terms of priority. How would you rank the importance of each of the C's to you? It sounds like commitment might be number one in terms of like one to five, one being most important. Where do you then put communication, compassion, compatibility, oh, and chemistry? Or do you even care about all of those or are some of them I mean, just not important to you? They're all important, right? I mean, ke- chemistry is number one, I think, right? Because I always say I need to meet the person first. Uh, oh, my friend just tried to set me up with somebody again the other day. She's like, this girl asked about you. I know you've never met, but look at her Instagram. She's really cute. And I'm like, I, I got to meet her. I'm not going to start talking to somebody for a certain amount of time, especially that doesn't live in the city. And then then meet her and be like, Ooh, mm, mm. you know what I mean? So chemistry's first. Um, then I would say compatibility because then you're going to know whether you're compatible or not. So chemistry is the first thing. Then you find out what I was saying before. If they do drugs, if they like reality TV, if they, you know, have cheated on somebody before, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I would do communication because how much do we actually speak to each other? Cause yeah. that's one of my love languages. And then, compassion I think goes with compatibility because if you don't have compassion you're not compatible with me and then and then yeah then I guess once you're in it you're going to see what the commitment is okay so that follows but then once you get to all once you tick all those boxes off then you're sure like okay we're committed and that can happen quick for you according to you if you you feel like all those things are being met which makes sense yeah yeah it doesn't I I don't I would love to date somebody for at least two years before I propose, but I'll know within two months if I'm in. Yeah, that's good. And you should, because you should know what you want and be clear about it and not waste time, not waste your time, not waste their time. Okay. So Rob. Yes. Finally. So what would you, I don't know like when exactly you were single in your twenties, but just for the question purposes, what would Rob now single Rob now give tell 25 year old single Rob 
And maybe that's the same thing or different, but what is the most valuable lesson you've taken from all of your like times, situations of being single? Everything's going to happen anyway. Like everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to, and everything's going to happen anyway. So don't try and fight it. You know, just go with the flow. If they're going to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. That's got nothing to do with you. If they're going to, you know, be an asshole or do drugs or, or, or I don't know, be uncommunicative or, or whatever, like it's going to happen. So I would tell my 25 year old self to just let that person be that person and they will prove themselves to either be the person for you or not. And then guess what? There's going to be somebody else and divine timing and everything happens the way it's supposed to. And you have to believe that with the good or the bad. And I would just say, dude, just fucking chill out. You don't have to hold, you don't have so much control. You know, I was pretty controlling back then Yeah, because I just felt like everybody, like, I felt like I knew I was trying, and in my mind, I was trying to help people. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, Hey, there's a hole up there. Don't fall in it. And then my friends would be like, you got to let them fall in the hole. You know, they got to learn themselves, you know? So I would just say, just fucking sit back, enjoy the time that you're having with this person or just enjoy your time. Yeah. And then they'll be either be in it or out of it, you know, and it's, it's going to be okay either way. So you think, is that also the most valuable lesson you've taken from your different times of being single or is there a separate thought? No, I mean, I think that's it. And, and, and I'm going to have to see if I can practice it because, you know, I'm not in a relationship. I haven't been in one for three years and it's probably going to be three years into one that I'm going to be like, am I doing this right? So like, um, we'll see what happens. I don't even know if I can follow the advice I'm giving my 25 year old self yet. That's why I have a therapist, but like, and that's why I have you two and I listen, but we'll see what happens coming up. But yeah, hopefully I can follow the the advice that I'm giving my young self now. Hopefully my present, I can follow the, my future can follow my present that was giving advice to my past. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for joining us on this lovely podcast today. And thank you guys for tuning into It's Complicated, where we always love to talk more dating and relationshipy stuff every week. And if you want to hear more of that kind of stuff, then you need to subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend, and come back for more, please. We love having you. We love sharing our knowledge, and we love being here every week. So join the class of Master Daters, and do not forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. You can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you could follow me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S, E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli and Rob Evers.